Hey, it's Mark. America is bracing for big change in the way people access abortion. In its ruling in the 1973 Roe v. Wade case, the Supreme Court legalized abortion in all 50 states. But this year, the conservative majority court is set to rule on a case testing the principles upon which Roe was based. And many observers expect the conservative majority court to strike down the landmark case entirely. With Politico's publishing of a leaked first draft of the majority opinion in the case earlier this month, in which five of the justices signed the anti-Roe opinion, that threat appears very real indeed. If the Supreme Court strikes down Roe and state legislatures pass more laws making it harder to access, some foresee an increase in self-managed abortion taking place outside of the formal healthcare setting. Online sources of abortion pill information are already seeing a big spike in traffic, as are organizations offering access to remote prescribing and overseas generics. This week on the podcast, what providers of virtual abortions are doing to raise awareness in the event of a row rollback and state laws making other abortion options harder to access. I'm Mark Iskowitz, Editor-at-Large, and welcome to the MMM Podcast, medical marketing and media's show about healthcare marketing writ large. To better understand the implications for marketing, we spoke with Melissa Grant, Chief Operating Officer of Carafem, which offers in-clinic and telemedicine abortion in a number of states. Whether it's a billboard, an ad on a building outside one of its new abortion centers, or its many digital campaigns, Carafem is always taking what it calls an unapologetic approach to brand awareness. We'll speak to Grant about some of the newer ways it's reaching people and why the organization feels its mission is more important than ever. But first, some housekeeping items. Now live on our site, mmm-online.com, are the full profiles for MMM's Women of Distinction Class of 2022. The Women of Distinction program, of course, celebrates the individuals whose leadership, creativity, and insight continue to inspire everyone who encounters them. Along with the accompanying Women to Watch list, these groups have set the bar high, both for their peers and generations to follow. And join us on Tuesday, June 7th in NYC for the Women of Distinction Forum and Awards event. For more information or to register, visit mmmwomenofdistinction.com. And now back to our show. I'm speaking here with Melissa Grant, COO of Carafem. Uh, your mission has been to destigmatize abortion by publicly talking about it, like any other healthcare service, and by raising awareness about just how common it really is. With the Supreme Court now possibly poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, I'm curious to hear how you feel your mission, as well as that of other abortion providers perhaps, is evolving and taking on a new urgency. Well, I think the the first thing to be aware of is that if this leak is right, um, this is going to cause damage to millions of people around the United States. Um, And so what we anticipate are as many as 26 states losing the ability or greatly restricting the ability for people to receive abortion care at all. And um, because of that, CareFilm really anticipates a surge of people um, coming in from hostile states into states where abortion access is more available. And so it's gonna be really, really important for us to be able, as well as other abortion care providers, to be able to tell people where they can go safely, how they can receive this care. And of course, as you're likely aware, there is a clock ticking when people are facing um, a pregnancy and trying to make a decision about whether or not an abortion is their best choice. And as that clock advances, uh, abortion can be harder to find and more expensive. And so when people are now navigating complexities they've already had, like cost and time away from family or work, um, but now compounding it with further travel, the price of gasoline, 
and simply not knowing where they can go. There's likely no one in their community that's going to be able to provide this or potentially in their state. So uh, estimates have shown that as people may on average be traveling as much as 150 miles away from their home in order to find abortion care if they're in a restricted state. So that means it'll be more important than ever for us to be able to reach clients and let them know where they can go to receive abortion care. Interest in medication abortion is certainly rising. Has that made it easier for people to find you? And do people generally understand what's involved? For the first time, uh, the U.S. has shown an increase of the people choosing medication abortion to over 50% of people having abortion care in our country. And while that isn't unusual overseas, uh, in the U.S., that's the first time we've seen it flip that much. And there are various reasons for that. Um, one of the largest continues to be lack of awareness about medication abortion, how it works, what's involved, how to get one. And when you throw in the option on top of that, that you can receive this care through telehealth and potentially have the medication sent to your home, there's still a learning curve. And so part of, of messaging that we're hoping to advance is that abortion with pills is safe, that there is nothing um, required in an office visit for most people that can't be handled through a conversation with the physician online and that medication being sent to a client can greatly reduce the need to travel, reduce expense, and increase the availability of appointments. So those kind of things we believe will be critical moving forward um, in order to decrease some of these issues I've talked about, about the surge and being unable to meet unmet need. Um, it will not completely eliminate the need for clinical abortion care. People will, in some circumstances, prefer to receive care in a clinic, be medically required to receive care in a clinic, though that's relatively rare, low, uh, relatively rare. Most people can receive medication abortion, but it's possible. Or most commonly, um, there is a, a limited time in which medication abortion is an appropriate option. So if for some reason you didn't find out you were pregnant right away or found barriers in travel, um, that can push people beyond the window for medication abortion. Within the U.S. is usually around 11 weeks after the first day of the most recent menstrual period. Okay. And piggybacking off your earlier comment about the importance of getting the word out to people, how are you doing that? The number one way that people find an abortion care provider is sometimes a little bit different than they find other types of medical care. Generally, when somebody wants medical care, honestly, they talk to their family and say, you know, do you know of a doctor you know and trust? Similar to a dentist or other service professionals, you might ask around. Uh, because of stigma associated with abortion, it would be much less common to say, do you know of a good abortion care provider? Even though one in four people in the United States, one in four women in the United States chooses an abortion in their lifetime, the conversation is still not common. So honestly, most people, when they first think of, I need an abortion, go to Google. They get on the web. They try to find a location where they can be seen. Um, knowing what to look for can sometimes make that easier and uh, avoid some pain points. Um, number one, there are a lot of search terms out there that unfortunately will bring up providers that don't actually perform abortions. 
a large number of people who are trying to sway people from choosing abortion use some of the same search terms that clients often type in looking for abortion care. So Google isn't always the most easy way to find a provider. Um, many times people go to what they know. And so Planned Parenthood is oftentimes the first thing that people will type in. But as an abortion provider who's part of an independent network, Carafem um, doesn't necessarily have the name recognition. And there are many, many other very qualified independent abortion providers in the United States that actually provide a greater share of the abortions in our country than Planned Parenthood does. But we're harder to find because we don't share a name. So how do we, how do we work with that? Oftentimes what we're looking for are a combination of things, uh, primarily using digital and mobile channels because that's how most people first search for us. So really finding ways to try to stand out and make sure that we appear as a legitimate, a legitimate provider and we make it as easy as possible for people to understand what we offer. So transparency in the services we deliver, transparency in pricing, making sure that the language that we use is easily accessible and really trying to make our websites a place that are friendly and easy to use. Those are all common uh, factors that a lot of people look at, but even more so uh, important with abortion care providers because people don't talk about us a lot unless they need us. That was actually one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, Melissa. You know, Carafem has done quite a bit of marketing over the years. And as you put it on your website, your messaging has an unapologetic tone. That was evident certainly in 2019's I Choose campaign. Uh, and in 2021, you used the 21st Century Abortion Care campaign to highlight the patient-centered approach. Are you planning a 2022 campaign? And if so, what will be the theme of that, that effort? Well, we're still looking at exactly what that will look like, but certainly we're listening to the voices of the people we serve and trying to figure out where the most common difficulty is in reaching us and what seems to resonate. And one of the things that we're doing in the meantime is branching out into new mediums. Um, for instance, we recently have published on TikTok, which is something we hadn't done previously. And um, the basic message is about abortion is still legal. And yeah, we're still doing it because our tagline has always been abortion. Yeah, we do that. So capitalizing off that tagline and saying this is legal. And yes, we still do it resonates clearly when someone says, does this provider really provide abortion? We're out loud and in front unapologetically saying yes. Abortion, we provide that, absolutely. And our first foray into TikTok has been pretty successful. I just looked and we're at right now over 1.7 million views. So there are people looking to social media for information about um, where they can receive abortion care. So branching out into different forms of social media, again, the website and then looking at Google ads. Okay, so with the Supreme Court ruling not expected until June, it sounds like you're going to wait and see before doing another major marketing effort. I think we need to see what happens once the dust settles and how many states actually lose access and how to reach people. And so continuing to use some of the strategies we've used before, which is very clear messaging about what we do, um, using Google, using social media, but realizing there are limitations there. And so how can we make sure to cut through some of that white noise that's associated with some of the political standpoints on abortion and get down to when you need this care, you need it quickly. How can we best bring it to someone? So you can feel sure we'll continue to do that unapologetically and with a loud voice. And that will be more important than probably ever before in order to make sure people can find our care.
Got it. In the meantime, vetting the many online resources offering abortion information can be hard for the average person, especially in this politically charged climate. Can you offer some advice? There are strategies that will continue to be important to average people looking for this service, particularly when it goes dark in many of the states. There are abortion search engines available right now. Um, One of the biggest is actually abortionfinder.org. And what this is, it's it's a um, agnostic provider, so they're not connected to any particular abortion care provider. It's actually a national service that has started to publicize based on zip code or type in your city where the closest place to you is that provides abortion care. And we'll even go so far as to ask questions about how far into pregnancy you've progressed so they can find the appropriate type of provider. They break it out in terms of telehealth or in-clinic provision um, to help get rid of some of that gray area quickly, um, letting people know this is the closest place, this is how you reach them, this is what they provide, and filtering out maybe some of the folks that don't provide the service could lead somebody into a rabbit hole that they really don't want to go down. What other online resources can you vouch for? And has Carafem encountered any challenges with its digital advertising? I need an A.org, like I need an abortion. I need an A.org mm-hmm. is another one that's commonly used. Um, the key to these two engines is that they are uh, vetted through um, trusted resources to pull out people that are not actually providing other services. So it's not anti-choice centers. There are actually people who provide abortion care and they don't favor any one particular organization. So independent organizations, um, clinics that might be affiliated with universities, college situations, um, medical universities, right? Uh, Hospitals, that kind of thing. And then in addition, independent abortion providers like myself. Um, So it's rare to find all those in one place. (laughs) And again, it's just difficult to sift through. We've also had some challenges with Google um, not accepting certain ad terms after a while, um, taking ads down. And usually that's something that we can resolve. Um, but with those kind of challenges as well, it makes it difficult to plan what kind of a campaign is going to land in what way if potentially it's going to be edited. So that's, that's something we have to continue to watch for as well. How else might a Supreme Court ruling and subsequent state laws chip away at access. And given that such restrictions would come at a time when we're still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic and its disproportionate impact on the black and brown communities, whom do you expect will be most highly impacted by these limitations? If we had things the way that that they really should be, people should be able to choose from all of these options in terms of providing care and pick the one that seems right for them. Meaning if you want to go in person to a provider, if you want to have medication that would um, maybe completely sedate you, if you prefer to have no medication, if you want to receive your medication at home, all these things should be op- should be uh, um, accessible, affordable. I mean, as does other types of healthcare, you should be able to have a choice. Unfortunately, when access starts going away, it starts to whittle away at the options that people have. So for some, their first choice might be to receive a telemedicine abortion might be to receive medication very inexpensively with less medical oversight from overseas, self-managing their care. And if that's your first choice, medically, those are actually pretty safe options. However, it doesn't meet the needs of everyone. So some people are choosing the method based on their ability to pay. And that's unfortunate. If you would like to have that additional support, you should be able to get it. 
if you're medically more challenged, if you have a complicated medical history and you feel like you need more assistance, you should be able to get it. This is simple medical care that's pretty easily managed. But when we politically restrict it, um, it makes it much more challenging, especially for people who don't have much in the way of means. Lower income people, um, rural people, uh, people of color will be the most highly impacted when the choices start to uh, fall away. So yeah, you can self-manage, you can buy medication overseas. And if you are relatively um, confident that that's your best choice, medically, it's pretty safe. There's a bit of legal risk associated with it, which people need to be aware of. Women have found that their option has been criminalized in certain states, and we may see that continue as changes um, start to drop away. Melissa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM Podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.